G, 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 G. All right. Okay. Check it out. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, man. So a lot's been going on and nothing's been going on. But I got to tell you guys, thank you, first off, for checking out last week's episode. Um, and it means a lot to me when you guys uh, send me the feedback, whether it be comments or emails, texts. So once again, I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for checking out Get Out. Also, thank you for checking out the LIB Cypher uh, brought to you by Junkyard uh, featured Gob Fisher. Uh, obviously, y'all know Gob. He's been on a bunch of episodes. So shout out to the boy Gab. Um but we're going to start off with sports. We've been doing that lately. Uh, so, man, a lot, a lot has been going on. <sighs> Let's first off with this. Let's do, I don't know if we could split it up by teams. I don't know if we could do it by whatever. But I'm going to just try and do it quick because too much has happened. The Eagles signed Nick Foles. He's going to be a backup for Carson Wentz, all right? Seahawks. Uh, backup quarterback Seahawks Seattle Seahawks signed Eddie Lacy they even gave him a stipulation in his contract that if he keeps his weight in the 240s which is up from uh, 235 which is what he weighs now they'll be able to uh, give him an additional bonus of $385,000 ain't nobody giving me no weight I mean no money to gain weight ever before but the NFL does that and I'm very very proud <laughs> um so the Raiders also signed Cordero Patterson. He's a wide receiver from the um, Vikings. He was part of that amazing wide receiver class that featured Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Landry. They had a bunch of dudes in there who are supposed to be considered future Hall of Famers. So uh, check out for Cordero Patterson. He'll get a chance to have a really good quarterback behind him with Derek Carr. So, um, you know. Check him out. The Patriots also signed running back Rex Burkhead. He came from the Bengals, uh, so he was in a very good system. He's also known as the great white hype uh, because, you know, he's white and he's a running back. Uh, let me give you all a little bit more before we get into one of these uh, bigger highlights. So uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, he is the center for the San Antonio Spurs. He had a heart arrhythmia this week. And originally, they said that he was going to be out indefinitely and he couldn't play no more for the season. But doctors cleared him because, you know, when you got money, doctors can clear you and they can say that, hey, man, you had a fucking heart attack or a heart aneurysm or a heart uh, uh, arrhythmia, whatever. But we're going to put you back on this court, pump you up with these steroids and keep you pushing. All right. So uh, anyway, I hope uh, much health to LaMarcus Aldridge and uh, I hope he does well over there uh, with the Spurs. But. It is what it is. We also got to talk about um, uh, Lonzo Ball. So Lonzo Ball, he is the point guard for UCLA. He has a brother named Leangelo Ball, and he has another brother named Lamelo Ball. So their dad is basically like the T.O. of dads. He's going on national television to say that his son, who's a freshman in college, is better than Steph Curry. He went on to say that uh, in his prime, he could have beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. This is the dad. In his prime, he could have beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. Mind you, the dad averaged two, point, two points per game while he played at Washington State. Washington State, back when his dad played there, wasn't even a competitive team. So you already know his dad's full of shit. But on top of it, his dad went and trademarked uh, the phrase uh, built for this. Um, as well as he went on to say that he's up for taking contracts with Adidas, Nike, uh, Reebok, Under Armour. But the bids start at $1 billion for all three of his sons. It starts at a billion out the gate. He says he's not going no less. Uh, he's only going to go up for a billion dollars. He says his sons are going to change the NBA. And uh, we can be well prepared 
to start writing these checks at a billion dollars. First off, you're full of shit. Uh, you should never hype your kids this much. I don't care how much you believe in your kids. I remember uh, how ridiculous it was when uh, LeBron James got a H2. He got that Hummer. Uh, when he was a senior in high school, some dealership gave it to him and said, like, you know, based upon future earnings, we can expect that he'll be able to pay us back X, Y, and Z. And that's LeBron. And it worked out. But when you overhype a situation like he's doing, and you're saying all three of your sons are going to make it to an uh, NBA, that's saying that they ain't going to get messed around with no drugs. That's saying that they ain't going to get caught up at school and fail out and then get on some crazy shit, go into depression. That's saying that there'll be teams that even want them. That says that they won't get hurt in college. That says they won't get trapped by no white girl. You can't promise all this, all right? You can't promise that their lives won't fall apart, but he's doing that, all right? So, Four dads out there everywhere. I think modesty is the best practice. Uh, you know, just keep it a hundred. If you got young kids and they playing sports, they playing football, they playing basketball, I don't care how nice you think your son is, you just don't do that shit. You just don't do it. Or your or your daughter, you just don't do it. Like I don't I don't really know what uh what's going on. Alright, so we we anyway, we gonna we're gonna go on to other people who uh continuously messing up their lives. So um I feel like every week we got to talk about Meek, you know what I'm saying? But Meek got charged with assault. He got in a fight at a St. Louis airport. First off, ugh, how you... Like, I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of times these um, celebrities, they don't they don't keep the right security. How you got your whole squad with you, but you still the ones uh, uh, throwing hands? Like, Meek, first off, I saw you do that little boxing thing. I don't even think you really got hands, but you definitely shouldn't be using it to fight, um, uh, to fight no randoms inside the, uh, inside the international airport of, uh, St. Louis. First off, St. Louis, what were you doing there? Okay, but anyway, um, in other news, still music-related, uh, Nikki dropped, uh, still Meek-related, Nikki dropped three records, um, No Regrets, uh, I'm sorry, No Frauds, Regretting Your Tears, and some other genre. Um, there was a huge backlash because people were like, yo, Party Next Door wrote that record, X, Y, Z. <sighs> Man, we know people, our biggest superstar artists are getting help. Like, a lot of them are getting help. It's just what it is. We know that Remy won, like, the battle between the two. We got to stop that shit. Young young M.A. out here dropping records. He dropped that record, Hot Sauce, recently, and she got another joint over that old mob deep joint. This shit fire, all right? We got to just focus on the music. If it's going to come to bars, y'all know what it is. Remy going to win. If it's going to come to bars, Remy's going to win. Like, we shouldn't make this a competition unless people really want to make this a competition. Like, we can't sit here and uh, waste airtime uh for all of this man so anyway speaking of more wasted airtime uh alexis sky maybe y'all know who she is maybe y'all don't know who she is she's friends uh what's friends she's ex booze with uh what's the boy's name fetty wop right so fetty wop uh goes on to talk about hey you know alexis sky is the, is the only one for me but he's always pictured with a bunch of john so she's gonna come on loving hip-hop so she can check musica this is going to be entertaining she's gonna be on love and hip-hop hollywood <laughs> this is gonna be entertaining uh y'all know you know i keep my one uh show of ratchetry and this is it so uh you know i'm excited for it and don't worry i got more love and hip-hop to talk about uh later on in the show all right so uh man let's let's talk 
about Donald a little bit. So Donald's 2005 tax returns came out and they said that he only paid $38 million. Some people are saying that's too little when you a billionaire and X, Y, and Z. Other people are saying, um, y'all like this is real. Like that's still a whole lot of money to be paying for taxes. Like there's a lot of people saying a lot of different shit, but I think, I think it's alternative facts. Donald, I think it's fake. I think that these are fake tax papers. These, uh, I don't think he paid $38 million. Uh, I think he did that for the American people to shut them up. Uh, I think he did that in order to trick y'all. Um, I'm not fooled. I think he didn't. I think he paid less than that. And um, I'm not... I'm not surprised. And if there were loopholes, more loopholes, trust and believe. Like, you would duck all your kids and, and your friends' kids on your tax returns. You'd put all of them there if you could to, to pay less in taxes. All of us would, right? So we can't really be mad at Donald for, for, for trying to pay less in taxes. Like, that's not the beef I got with Donald. My beef was all the rest of the shit. But the media won't talk about the stuff that he says about women um, as much anymore. And they won't go after things that are really important. They'll just go after this tax shit that we can't prove and legally he he don't owe us anything um uh uh in order to say like hey guess what like you know this is what i do for taxes he don't owe us that shit he don't owe he don't owe anybody that shit at all um anyway let's leave donald uh Let's go on to blacker things. So Jordan Peele makes history. So we got to talk about Jordan Peele. Obviously, he uh, director of Get Out, director and writer of Get Out. But uh, he is now the first writer director to have a debut film gross over $100 million. We got to clap it up for that, man. We got to clap it up. We got to salute people. We on the come up. Uh, and when I say we, I don't mean me. I just mean uh, the bull, uh, you know, Jordan Peele. He's done a whole lot in the comedy realm and i hope he stays away from the other old boy because maybe he was the genius behind key and peel the entire time and maybe the other boy was holding him back so much 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 more success to jordan peel um and he's doing a lot for uh for the community with that uh, we got to shout out chance the rapper he gave out a million dollars to chicago public schools yo there's a lot of people who are rich yo and don't give out a million dollars to the public school systems i hope though he's there to help also help uh, uh facilitate how the money's used right because that's important i know there's been a lot of uh misallocation of funds uh i forget who told me that was there. oh i remember that's like their favorite phrase misallocation misallocation the misallocation of funds yeah i can talk don't worry about it um but yeah, like there's a lot of schools out there who need the bread. There's a lot of inner city kids who have never been on real field trips outside of their town. They've never got a chance to uh, uh, have um, high technology in in their classrooms. They've never had an opportunity to really uh, push their their own gifts to the next level because the school system is failing them. So I hope this is a step in the right direction um, for chicago minus all the uh the murders and shit that's happening in chicago like all this is crazy man chicago's crazy um and i, I don't know what's crazier so a, a rod 
I'm just going to touch on a bunch of y'all shit that's been happening this week. A-Rod, that's Alex Rodriguez, in case you don't know. A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez together. Yo, A-Rod, this is actually not a big win. A-Rod has been known, him and Derek Jeter are in like the Hall of Fame for baseball players who get bad jobs. And mind you, Jennifer Lopez, yeah, she's very, very attractive. But A-Rod, you, you're, you can still swing for the fences, good bro. I don't think Jennifer Lopez does nothing really for you good bro but i really don't know either um i think she still loves mark anthony uh you need to check into that i know y'all both can speak spanish to each other and i know that's very very important but there's other important things too and you need to really really focus um man i don't you know what i'm gonna skip this yeah i'll skip that um so let's talk about what we came here to talk about so when i first started this podcast i really thought of it as a way to take ratchetness and turn it into righteousness basically explain to people that there are a lot of things that we see as ratchet that are teaching us very valuable lessons and we brush it off and we're not really learning the lesson so with that being said love of hip-hop atlanta came back home of the ratchet okay home of the ratchet all right so all the usual people are back, Mama D, uh, Scrappy, uh, Stevie J, Mimi, uh, a bunch of randoms, uh, oh, don't forget, Jocelyn, a uh, bunch of randoms, uh, who are guest friends, all friends with Mimi, all the other random people are really just off, off-brand Mimi friends, for the most part, um, I guess Aryan's not back, so they got like an Aryan replacement, uh, don't worry, hopefully Aryan does come back, um, but, yeah, so, they introduce a very interesting plot line that really, really made me sick, right? So, uh, Kirk Frost is married to Rashida, and it's a, Rashida is a long time trying, she's been a long time trying to rap. She's been trying to rap forever. I think she had a song called Peaches back in the day. I can't remember. It was years ago, the last time Rashida was really pushing this music thing, um, but Kerr and Kirk have been together 17 years. And they got kids. They got multiple kids. They have kids together. They have kids that they've raised together um, from uh, previous relationships. Uh, they're older, obviously. Well-seasoned. Saison, um, to say the least. Uh, but there came a time when Rashida wanted more of the music and entertainment spotlight than she wanted the mommy spotlight and uh, or wife spotlight and Kirk was pulled into it as well and I think during Kirk and Rashida's relationship mind you this is all assumptions right based upon what we've seen and 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 what have you so <sighs> Rashida was always working on his career Kirk was always putting his wants and needs his career maybe his aspirations to buy more motorcycles or or start a biker gang or uh you know maybe maybe kirk wanted to rap his his uh aspirations came second for a long time in the relationship until she gave up on the rap it looks like she gave up on rap and she pushed more to like wanted to open up stores and boutiques and it's funny so last season there was a big thing kirk didn't want to invest in these stores he didn't want to do that um but he did it anyway Right, he did it anyway. Invested the store. He didn't want to buy her a new crib, buy them a new crib, but he ended up doing it anyway. And this season, we see that Kirk is getting busted now because a young lady by the name of Jasmine, I think her name is, uh, 
uh, stripper in Atlanta says that she um, is the mother of Kirk's four-month-old baby. Now, God, she just came and blurted this out at a at a I think it was a pool hall. There was at a pool hall. She was supposed to keep it under wraps. Kirk had been giving her money and her and her uh, on again, off again boyfriend who's been in and out of jail named Rod. They've been spending the money that Kirk gave her in order to take care of the kid and it, you know kind of hush money. He moved her into one of his old spots, X, Y, and Z, according to uh, Mona's great storyline. And now Rashida has been hit with it. I was thoroughly disgusted because I was like, damn, man, you've been with her 17 years. 17 years and not like you cheated like not saying i would like brush that off because you know whatever that's wrong too but what i am saying is like you went and had a whole ass baby yo and like i was like damn damn my nigga damn i was so tight and upset with uh with him about this because i've always kind of looked at kirk as like and he does stuff and maybe it's bad or whatever but he's kind of just caught up about he's caught up when it comes to the people who are around him. They put him in bad positions like the hot tub party or whatever. And he ends up kind of just falling into it. And I'm not saying he's a grown ass man. I know y'all saying he's a grown ass man. He should have never. You can control yourself. I'm not excusing none of it. I'm just saying that a lot of his other bad moves came around a lot of other people who were also making those bad moves. Maybe Kurt, maybe Kurt uh, likes to easily, he's maybe he's easily swayed. Some people are very firm in their, their decisions, yet they're easily swayed. It's just, you know, life, like, you know, whatever. But here he is making this decision that seemed to be on his own. Nobody else knew about this. Even his closest homies, such as Young Jock, did not know about this four-month-old baby that he had. And that kind of leads me to talk about two things number one the ides of march and those who say they love you so of course today is march 15th so the, everyone says beware of the ides of march so the story goes uh brutus the right hand man to uh julius caesar uh stabbed him in the back um in front of a whole council that also stabbed him he got he got stabbed 40 times by other senators and whatever of that era they he was having a big speech and julius caesar was basically the ruler of the known world and they stabbed him and the last person to stab him actually stabbed him in the back and it was his best friend brutus and it kind of leads me to think that number one you never really understand other people's level of love when people say they love you like is that on the same scale as your love right Right, because other people didn't learn to love the way you learned to love. So it's not surprising that they when they make love decisions, they're different, right? We've all made tough decisions out of love. We've all, you know, maybe left people who we didn't want to leave, but uh we love them. And we also love ourselves and we had to make a decision that hey, this doesn't work. We also have had the position where people who said that they loved us has turned around and they hurted us. Whether they hurt us, whether it be hurted, oh my God, forgive me. They hurt us, and whether it be financially, emotionally, spiritually, because some people can get you off of your spiritual journey, health-wise, they hurt us, and then they turn around and they ask you for your forgiveness. They they expose you to things that they shouldn't have exposed you to that ended up hurting you and they ask you for your forgiveness because their level of love allows for that level of a mistake, right? We all make mistakes, but their level of love still 
finds them valuable with a mistake like that. Now, similar to Kirk, I mean, similar to Rashida and Kirk, similar to Julius Caesar and Brutus, Brutus was probably always in the shadow of Julius Caesar's wants and his accomplishments. Kirk seemed to always be in the shadow of Rashida's wants and her accomplishments. People thought that people knew Kirk to be Rashida's wife when in Kirk's mind, no, Rashida's my wife, whether you see her rapping or whatever, she does that off of my hard work. I put her in those positions to do that. It's not the other way around. And people tend to start to overcompensate. People tend to make petty decisions when you keep them in the shadow, right? When you keep others in the shadow or in the shade, it gets cold in the shade and you can't be surprised what people do in order to get heat. You can't be surprised at what people do in order to get hot. You just can't be. Because at certain points in people's lives, they make decisions that have nothing to do with you. So whether you think, um, oh my God, how could he do this to me? No, no. The better question is what made him do this for himself or what made her do this for herself? Start there before you revert to the other side of the same coin. A lot of us don't lead by example. We don't. We rather be petty. We rather say, oh, you got yours, but I didn't get mine or, oh, tit for tat. That's not love, people. Love doesn't have a, a, a balancing scale, right? Love is love. You have to live and lead in a loving example. When you do that and when you stay in the right, it's hard for people to combat you. It's hard for people to look at the decisions that you make and look at the things that you've done for them when you can stay in the right, when you can line up all of your moves and say, hey, which one of these were petty? None of them. None of them. I constantly was showing you what to do, constantly showing you what made this work out, constantly showing you what made me happy. But I never took the time out to retaliate against the wrong that I thought you were doing. I constantly did right. And I let my rightness be my retaliation and not out of pettiness because my rightness didn't always have anything to do with you. I just wanted to stay right. This is the mindset we need to stay in. That's the mindset you need to stay in because practicing that mindset will keep you in a healed and stronger place for when you exit that relationship. When you can look at a relationship, friendship, bond and say, hey, you know what? I can walk away with this from this knowing I never did you wrong. It allows the, you to go into the next relationship with a clearer conscience, with without bad habits, without repeating bad behavior. With the idea of I'm going to keep doing my best and someone else who has a clean slate with me, who I have a clean slate with as well, will recognize that. You know, a lot of times we don't take the time out to fully analyze our decisions and things that we do from a logical point of view. We go straight off of emotion. Everything's off emotion. You go straight. Shoot, they give you emojis. All right. If that's not, if they don't want emotion at your fingertips, they wouldn't give you emojis. Oh, I'm dropping gems. If they didn't want emotions at your fingertips, they wouldn't give you emojis. Come on, bro. I'm dropping gems, okay? That's how emotional 
they want your decisions to be. But when you can step back before you say something, when you can decide, hey, I'm not going to say something, when you can look and say, hey, I have constantly said something and this goes wrong whenever I do it. And you say, okay, I'm going to keep doing right. And eventually I'm going to get to the point where either I can't take anymore or they're going to learn. That's all it is. That's all you can do. Beware of the Ides of March. Beware of those people who watch you do well, and yet you never drag them in the light with you. You never push for them. You never allow them to get their dreams because you're so focused on your own. Beware of those people. Because you, mind you, you've probably forgotten about them, but they haven't forgotten about you. And a lot of those people are plotting against you. A lot of those people don't want to see you be fully happy. They will overcompensate for their lack and take away from yours. Um, I also want to tell you guys, thank you guys so much. You guys have been riding this podcast wave for a long time. So I do have a special announcement. This will be the last podcast. I know. I know. This will be the last GPE episode for uh, a while or ever. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I'm playing with the idea of doing some, you know, still pushing music for y'all. But I got to spend time and focus on uh, God. I got to find time to focus on my health. I got to find time to focus on my own career. Uh, It's fun doing this for y'all every Wednesday. Um, And I might still jump in and out doing this whenever I want to. But as far as the consistent every Thursday morning, um, not sure about that one. So this will be the last one for a while. Uh, so I've got to tell you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, few people who I got to tell say big thank yous to. Uh, first and foremost, I uh, I got to say thank you to um, Black Loud Proud. They inspired, she inspired me uh, to do this. Uh, I call her my sister, Princess. Uh, she inspired me to do this. She had... Uh, um, a podcast before me it's called straight yak so everyone check out straight yak uh, my good brother nicholas owens who always inspires me uh he is a brother who knows how to have fun uh and also knows how to rep for his culture and uh has always stayed positive man i gotta thank nick owens um i also gotta thank uh the champagne room the champagne room podcast came after mine um but uh from genie to blank to uh to Namdi Kenny, if that's what he's going by. Um, I got to tell y'all thank you, too. You guys always uh, keep me on my toes. Of course, big, uh, big shout-outs to everyone who's ever been come on the show. Big shout-outs to all my family and friends. And big thank you to all my loved ones who have uh, also told me that the show is great. Um, I want to leave y'all once again with a great tape of the week. So, this great tape of the week comes from... Wale is off of his new mixtape called Before I Shine. Uh, Shine will be the name of his album that's coming out. So he's dropping this mixtape that came out today called Before I Shine. And I want everybody to check out Black is Gold. Check out Black is Gold by Wale. Yeah, okay, while I on that other shit, that grown man build up your mind, slide in your stomach shit. Hold hands, rarely in public, they never notice us. They might as well tell you we on, we got that golden touch. <laughs> you get it? Fuck with it. They might as well tell you we on, we got that golden touch. Golden touch. Right. Black is gold. Black 
is beautiful, baby, black is bold Black is black, true, but black is gold, no Hey, hey, uh, yeah, look I said black is beautiful, shawty, black is bold Black is black, true, but black is gold So, once again, I'm your host of GPE, the great slash be the better life if you ask me. Uh, remember, you can follow me on Instagram at the great slash be, or you can follow the podcast that'll be evolving. I plan on maybe doing a few new things for y'all. Maybe in a few weeks, you'll start seeing some new posts. Uh, but you can follow that at, at the greatest podcast ever. Remember, also follow Gab at gab.fisher. You can also follow Miss Claudia J at Miss Claudia J. And I never leave y'all without uh, something to follow up with, right? So on March 20th, uh, my LB, my my brother, um, a very, very smart guy. I'm probably sure y'all seen him on CNN and on TV One. Uh, but Ray Baker will be uh, starting his new podcast. His new podcast uh, is going to be called The Public Agenda Podcast. It starts on March 20th. So everybody check out The Public Agenda Podcast. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll probably guest appear on that show because he's my LB and sometimes I'll kick in the door and I'll just be there. Otherwise, uh, man, remember, it's never too late to be great. Remember, I love you all and we out.